1: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema
0: club. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
2: The Seahawks arrived yesterday, and this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers walking off their flight from Tampa Bay, Florida. Tom Brady has arrived here in Munich, Germany, to participate in the first-ever regular season NFL game played in Germany. Uh, Week 10 kicked off last night. Peter, I know it was a game we want to check in on.
3: Started at 2.30 in the morning Mm -hmm. in Germany. Guess guess who was up watching? Me! Good job, Peter. Because I got to see P.J. Walker. Atlanta. Gets the doors blown off them by Carolina in a rainy, rainy Charlotte, 25-15. to Both teams still alive, but that means Tom Brady and the Bucs come into this one in first place in the NFC South.
2: Oh, who would have thought that on a Friday as we enter into our weekend last day for Good Morning Football before history is made on Sunday. But today is Friday, November 11th. We are live here in Munich, Germany. My name is Jamie Erdogan alongside Peter Schrager, Super Bowl champion Jason McCourty, and a 10-time Pro Bowl tackle Joe Thomas. 10 times, man.
4: So great to be here. It's been a lifelong dream to be able to visit Germany and to do it with you fine folks just makes it even sweeter. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
2: Uh, Time for the lead block. Sarah Walsh, again, she was on a walking history tour of Munich all week long, but now the teams have
5: arrived. So
2: she is set to cover us and set the scene there. Sarah, what's going on?
5: we were at FC Bayern yesterday. They have more than one campus. This is their other campus. And, you know, if you were impressed by yesterday's scenario, this is one of their practice facilities, but this is one of their smaller stadiums. This actually seats about 3,500 people and their lower teams will play games here. Their women's top team will play here. It's an absolutely incredible stadium and the Bucks get to enjoy it later this afternoon, Jamie, because they are on the ground in Munich and they will be here at this facility. So why have one practice facility when you can have, too. That is how uh, FC Bayern rolls here in Germany.
6: The Buccaneers have arrived. They're going to be practicing there. What else is on their schedule? What do they have going on?
5: So this is how they've sort of laid out their week. They wanted to not alter a lot of plans, aside from the small fact that you're going overseas. So unlike the Seahawks, they took their day off on Tuesday. They did practice on Thursday, got on the plane after that practice. They arrived here just before 9 a.m. They are in meetings currently at their team hotel, and then they will be over here on this practice field about 3.30 Eastern. One thing that is different Tom Brady usually talks every Thursday he will be addressing the media which is a heavy contingent of German media members so he will be talking after practice today along with Todd Bowles. Of course there will be lots of questions about this Buccaneers offense as they attempt to get that going. They'd love to see more production. We're going to talk more about that coming up in our next couple hours here on Good Morning Football but right now the Bucs have arrived. They are excited to be here. They're excited to play this game and they're more than anything excited to be coming off a win that they feel they can sort of use that momentum to catapult this team for And look, I don't know what they watched on the plane last night. I'll find out. But Schrags, you were talking about that game. I would imagine they had a very important NFC South game up on the plane ride over here. And although I don't know, maybe the sports science guys say you guys need to go to bed. Don't watch that. We'll see how they Mm. played it. I have a feeling they had their eyeballs on that game though. Good question.
2: That's a great question. I know Sarah is such a good point. We were at Seahawks practice yesterday and those facilities are so incredible because they're set up for media for the for the football club. So, the throngs of German media that are there to cover the Seahawks and Tom Brady, like it's all set up. It's like a good press conference set up like the it's it's not like the London castles where you're like in a greenhouse trying to have a press conference, you know. <laughs> Sarah Walsh, thank you. We're going to talk to you no, in it's a, little a little bit. Different. Sunday morning, it all goes down right here in Munich, prepared to make history for the NFL, the first regular season game to be played here. There's got to be a player though on your list that is going to make the most serious impacts between the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. Jason, who's yours?
6: For me, I'm going Kenneth Walker the third. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. We talked about the fact that this guy's probably in the lead for Rookie of the Year. He's been running wild since he's gotten a starting nod, and he's the one, he's the catalyst behind our offense. I know Geno Smith has been incredible this season, but a lot of it is due to the run game, and Kenneth Walker is doing that. And it's not just he's getting the ball, he's running, he's making plays. This guy is breaking off humongous runs, 50-yard runs. He has two runs over 60 yards where he's scoring touchdowns. And that's what it's all about. It's exciting. It's fun to watch those explosive big plays. And on top of that, you look at him in the fourth quarter when it's winning time to see who's coming out on top. This guy is leading the NFL with six fourth quarter touchdowns. You can remember he had one versus the LA Chargers where he breaks off to the right side and it's like a 70-yard run for a touchdown. That's what you want to see. And I Mm -hmm. think for these German fans, they're going to be here. They're taking in the game. They've been watching it on TV for so long and now you're here, you're in person and you see someone built like Kenneth Walker running through tackles, running by people, over people, his impact is going to be huge. Mm.
4: You're talking about how important Kenneth Walker is to the Seahawks offense to be able to get the run game going so they can get the play action pass down the field for Geno Smith and if they want to do that, they're going to need a big game in the middle out of their center, Austin Blythe, who's a good center but struggled at times during the season against bigger nose guards. Well, who's got a pretty big nose guard? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, V is about 350 million (laughs) pounds, and he is a load. He's coming (laughs) off of a game where he had two sacks and four tackles in the middle. It's going to be up to that big fella to be able to stymie the run game of the Seahawks and try to get some pressure on Geno Smith to not allow him to be comfortable back there in the pocket to deliver his NFL-leading 73% completion Indeed. percentage right now. 73% so, is what he, watch that yeah. in the Geno middle. Smith. I may have just made that up, no, but I'm, that's, I'm that's, but that's he leads the NFL. Accurate. It's really, really good, really good. Which is amazing, because I think for his career, he was just around yeah. like a 50%, yeah. so yeah. that speaks to the job offensive coordinator Shane Waldron has done, and what a good running game can do for a quarterback. No doubt about that
2: it. That was Bay on the T-shirt coming off the plane, right? Yeah, he's like, not cool. I, I love the intimidation he's got a factor. Yeah, absolutely. Down jacket, it was a 350 million pounds. <laughs> 350 that also million. sounded factual. Too. Yeah,
4: that was a Go fact up. I checked. Uh, when I got to the, so, the Conversion version may not be exact. Exactly. I'm still working no. on my kilos and pounds. That and totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Right.
2: By the time you get home, you'll have it figured out. Tampa Bay in that two-minute drill, we finally saw Tom Brady be able to open up the pass game, get to the sideline, have pass completions yeah. that I felt like were making people pull their hair out so far this season. It's like, how is Tom Brady not operating the way this offense was supposed to, the clicking, the names, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, this offense was supposed to be everything and then some this season, and those final two minutes, he finally figured it out, but my goodness, anyone who wants to catch a ball from Tom Brady, make history! My My goodness, make history. Get all of these Butterfinger loose balls, can't come down with one, out of the way. Mm. Leave them in America, okay? Come to Germany, catch everything because you never know which is going to be the one that makes history. When you are officially the answer to a trivia question when you come here and play in this game this weekend so anyone Kate Otten, leonard fournette anyone they don't have russell gage this weekend who wants to come on to germany and catch a pass a touchdown pass from tom brady you put your name in the history books but like this needs to change this has to be the turning of the tide for this tampa bay offense. i think it's really
3: interesting that last week in that two minute drill the the main guy was scotty miller right so it was like mm-hmm. he, not even on my list he hasn't been doing anything since 2020 for that team But Evans, Godwin, they're all healthy. Yes. There's no excuse. The only excuse is that the offense, the run game maybe isn't setting it up. At all. Separation. I've had a few days here in Munich, and I think, Joe, you got here a couple days ago. Jamie, Jason, you've been here longer than me. The 12s are everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. The 12s are freaking everywhere. And to me, I know we're talking about players impacting. This might be a Seahawks home game, guys. This might be a Seahawks home game. And the, the reason isn't just because fans traveled from the States, which there have been several. I had some really interesting conversations with the folks who work at NFL Germany. And when they went on free TV, which is the national broadcast, they, you know, the NFL, it was in like the mid-2010s. The Seahawks were perennially one of the best teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. The, the Seahawks always had that big game. So the Seahawks locally here in Munich were oftentimes the team that you would see in the big NFL game. So there is a generation of football fans here in Germany who were raised on watching the Seahawks as their national market game. Not the Steelers, not not the Giants, not the Bears, the Seahawks, and it was during the Richard Sherman and the Russell Wilson years, but that doesn't fade. So now here comes the Seahawks from Seattle, and if you go out on these streets, and we're gonna be out there in a while, you cannot go two steps without bumping into someone in a Seahawks jersey. I think it's one of the best fan bases. It's one of the best home field advantages up at Lumen Field. I think you're going to see this at Alliance, uh, Allianz Arena on Sunday. The game's going to start, and you're going to hear Seahawks C- oh. everywhere. And you're going to be like, wait, I don't get it. The Bucks are in the there is a fan base here, and it is a Seattle Seahawks fan base. Yeah. And I think they're going to represent well, and I think it will make a difference in that game. Yeah. I
2: remember hearing this in London, too, and this is not meant to be patronizing. This is meant to speak to the education of the game with the fans as it has been in Europe. But I think the colors are cool. And that's not like people saw the Seahawks colors. They were here like, yeah, we like that team. And then their love for football began. They're like, we want to commit to that team because they it looks good. It does. They pop off the screen. Yeah. Fantastic. Ian Rappaport is going to join us now. Rap sheet has us covered across the board, but we want to ask about a couple star quarterbacks in particular and some injuries that are headlining the news heading into their Week 10 matchups. What's going on, Ian?
7: We'll start with Matthew Stafford. feels like it's been an entire week of quarterback nagging injuries. We're trying to figure out, are these guys playing or not? We're kind of getting about that time when we figure that out. That should be later today, but we'll start with Matthew Stafford, what's been going on this week. He's in the NFL's concussion protocol, has not yet practiced. And remember, guys, he went in the protocol on Tuesday. So even if he's able to practice at all today, it's going to be very, very limited. I would say his status for Sunday, very firmly in doubt, very real possibility. We see John Wolford, an athletic young quarterback that Rams really like, out there on the field on Sunday. Meanwhile, for Kyler Murray, he popped up on the injury report this week. Did not practice at all Wednesday with a hamstring injury after a long run on Sunday. Kind of pulled up a little bit, could not open up his hamstring. Maybe something that will continue to nag him. But the fact that he was able to get out there, practice on a limited basis on Thursday means at least he's got a chance to just get out there on Sunday. Will he be his old self? We will see. But at least he has got a chance. And then for Josh Allen, that elbow sprain, that UCL injury that he has been dealing with ever since he got his elbow knocked late, late in the game on Sunday against the Jets. He has not yet practiced this week, and he is a tough dude. But this is really about being functional, how well he can actually grip and throw a football. Of course, guys, if he's not able to practice today, doesn't look good for Sunday.
2: Oh, my gosh. That is, that's heavy for the Bills moving forward in Josh Allen. You really hope, even if it's just some absence. It's just one game. Ian Rapport, thank you very much. We'll talk to yeah. you later in the show. It's time for Mad Minute. We're going to talk about Week 10 games. The games kicked off officially last night, and we've got a great slate of games to look forward to. On Sunday, we're going to break down some of the best matchups. We're going to have 60 seconds on the clock. Interesting things to watch for in each game. We're going to start right where Ian just left off. Massive game going down in Buffalo, where the Bills host the Minnesota Vikings. What's got us most excited about this matchup?
3: Excited to see what the Bills do. A quarterback, I don't think Josh Allen's going to go if he doesn't practice today. So Mm -hmm. we'll keep an eye on that. But gosh, this is why you bring in Case Keenum. Mm -hmm. This is why you bring in a veteran backup quarterback because it's a long season and you need to rely on that every so often. I remember a couple years ago, Patrick Mahomes dislocated his knee in a Thursday night game. Matt Moore came in and beat the Vikings in a big game that Mm -hmm. season. They would go on to win the Super Bowl that year. Case Keenum, if it's for one game, if it's for two games, if it's for no games, you gotta be ready. And I think Case is ready. He's built for this, it's why they pay him. I'm looking at the Case Keenum experience. Go win that game. No Mm
6: -hmm. doubt about it. Josh Allen is gonna be the focal point. Everybody wants to know if he's gonna play or not. For me, I look at the Cook brothers. You got Dalvin. Cook, James Cook, and I guess as a twin who played in the NFL, I remember the first time I got a chance to play against my brother. We were both captains. We were at the coin toss. I want to see their interactions before the game, during the game, after the game. It's a really
4: cool experience for them and their family. Yeah, I'm watching Vikings tackle Christian Darrisaw. He played last year against Von Miller when Von Miller was with the Rams. Played really well as a rookie. He only gave up one pressure in that game. If Josh Allen's not in, that puts a lot more pressure on their defense to step up. Sacks, turnovers, all those things. Don't honk that horn at me. Uh, it's Von Miller, Christian <laughs> Darrisaw. Oh, That's what I'm watching because that is going to be a key determining factor, especially without Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I yeah, spoke so. to
2: this yesterday. I was really – I'm really excited to see the connective tissue between Stefan Diggs and Jeff- Justin Jefferson. Remember, Diggs was traded from Minnesota to Buffalo, and then the pick that they used for that was Justin Jefferson. So I'm just am excited to see some pass catchers in that game. All right, back home in the Big Apple, the Giants play host to Houston Texans. What's to look forward to in this one, Peter? Cool. Two cool running backs. Saquon Barkley's mm. got his
3: story. I think he's going to be in the running for comeback player of the year. Then you got Dave. Damian Pierce with the Texans, who I think is going to be in the running for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Texans, not much to watch in this game except for that running back. I think he can do it on his own back. Let's see what the Giants have coming out of the box.
6: It's funny that you mentioned the two running backs. As a former DB, I'm looking at this game, and there's not much passing going on from either team. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, I feel confident about this game. But then you look in the backfield. I would hate to have to tackle Damian Pierce as an angry runner. And what we've seen from Saquon, the way he's able to make people miss, this is a nightmare game for a DB if I get in the open field with either one. Of these running backs. I want to see some
4: DBs coming up there making tackles. If the Giants want to follow through on their good start to the season and they want to be able to make a run in the playoffs, they got to learn how to start games fast. In two mm. of their eight games, they've scored first. And when you're playing a bad team, Jason, unfortunately, you and I, we played for the Browns guys, together and we were bad. But, talk about but if you yet. let us hang around, we were going to have a chance at the end with a turnover or something weird to win. The Giants want to start fast, put the Texans away, don't let them hang around because they're a little bit frisky. Daniel
2: Jones <laughs> is like brick by brick. I just think like he should log another game where statistically he is just solid, he's running this offense, he looks comfortable, continue to make a name for himself in this tricky contract year that he's in. All right, Joe, you get to go first this time, right? I've just decided because that right, you're up against the buzzer there. The Jaguars make their way to Arrowhead to battle it out against the Chiefs. What intrigues you about this game?
4: Yeah, I want to see the Jags pass defense. Okay. It's been dreadful all season long. Matt Ryan torched them. Russell Wilson torched them. Derek Carr torched them. They're going to have to step up if they want to give Trevor Lawrence a chance.
3: Mm. Yeah, I look at this Chiefs team. Like Now if the Josh Allen injury is real, there's a chance the Bills drop a game here and drop mm. a game next week. Chiefs suddenly, hey, wait a second. We keep winning. We could have playoffs come through us in the AFC. You can't lose to the Jaguars. No, no chance. You cannot lose to the Jaguars.
6: Yeah, you can. Like you said, the Jaguars, they've been within one score of every single loss that they've had, all six of them. And now they're going against a Chiefs team that knows how to put points on the board. Let's see if this Jaguars team can do what they can do to keep up with the Chiefs. And it's a huge opportunity for them. Nobody's expecting them to win this game. Doug Peterson's there, Trevor Lawrence. Let's see if they can find a way to keep up. And like you said, stick close enough that at the end of the game, if it's a one-score game, be able to make a play to get over the hump and actually upset a Kansas City Chiefs In Kansas team. City. In, In Kansas, Kansas City. City. Arrowhead. Um, is going to be fired up.
2: Shout to NFL <laughs> Research for coming up but this one I thought this was cool Patrick Mahomes 23 straight wins in November and December that's just powerful <laughs> to turn a corner on a season and you just like I you cannot beat me on the back half it's unbelievable uh-huh. let's head to Miami where the Browns come to town to take on the Dolphins what to watch in this one Jay
6: Tua Tungabailoa you already know what it is yeah. this guy is lighting it up I will continue to sing his praises I'm in my group chats continue to say Tua is the real deal he's getting it done Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle Jacecki all of his weapons he's finding ways to get them the ball and the Browns have had struggles in the secondary this season, particularly giving up big plays. Let's see if Tua can capitalize and get the ball to the speed demons on the outside.
3: Resident Brown, you go.
4: Yeah, it's all about that Browns defense, right? Uh, Jalen and Tyreek Hill have had almost 2,000 yards receiving on the season. Mm -hmm. So if the Browns want to have a chance and keep this thing close, it's going to be Miles Garrett getting after Tua, finding a way to pressure a guy who's only been sacked eight times on the season, and then that pass defense. Is this going to be the defense that gave up 38 to Bailey Zappi from the Patriots, or is it the defense they gave up 13 to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. They want the 13 to Joe Burrow team, and then they'll be all right. Last they,
3: they won, and they blew out the Bengals. And then they go on the bye week, and guess what? You win this game, you're 4-5. and five. The <sighs> AFC wide open. Deshaun Watson's coming back eventually. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. You let the Browns hang around long enough, guys. Like you mentioned, weird things happen in December and January, especially in that weather. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, the way they run the ball and the good defense they have up front, I wouldn't count them out yet.
2: There are three family matters across the league. I can't remember the third one, but there's the second one here is the Battle of the Cousins, Nick Chubb and Bradley Mm -hmm. Chubb are going against each other, and uh, the Cook brothers is really cool in that game, too. Coming up, the commissioner himself, Roger Goodell, is in Munich, and he's going to be on Good Morning Football. Yes, you heard it right. Have breakfast with Roger Goodell. Stay and watch our show. (laughs)
8: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bop Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25.
3: We're so lucky to be here. We're so lucky to have the crowd behind us. We're also lucky to have you, Joe Thomas. Indeed, indeed. A future That's Hall of Fame left joy. tackle. Yeah, I went there. It's going to Canton, baby. And he's guest hosting for us here at Good Morning Football in the Kyle Brandt chair at the moment. And one of the reasons um, you have uh, you know, been such a blessing to the NFL was your durability and your consistency. And we thought... We would create a segment in honor of your consecutive snap streak that you have and we're going to call it Going Streaking. Let's go. Let's go. Oh look at that. You got to Here's how Do it's going. In honor of your record setting 10,363 consecutive snaps. 10,363 we're going to quiz my fellow co-hosts on some streaks, some records, and we're going to see, football and beyond, how well you guys can go streaking. Ooh, Are we okay, good? Great. All right. First question, guys. All right. It's going to be multiple choice. Aaron Rodgers threw an NFL record, 402 consecutive passes without an interception. But that record was broken in 2018. Let's see how well you know your defensive backs, Jason McCordy. Mm-hmm. Which player picked off Aaron oh, Rodgers to break off. the streak in 2018? Was it A? Chicago Bear, Eddie Jackson. B, Miami Dolphins, Zavian Howard. Or C, Random. Jordan Poyer, then a Brown? Then a Maybe like- a Bill? I don't know his career, but we're putting him on the list.
6: Look okay, how I'm about to break this down for you. So, obviously, oh. Eddie Jackson, a Bear, he plays him twice a year. Yeah. But I know I was in New England in 2018. We played the Bears, which means both... Xavier Howard and Jordan Poirier both played against that division. This, you know, schedule The fact it's that, that I'm going to go. I am like going research on this. I'm gonna go. I didn't. This is the first time I've seen it. That is that. amazing. I'm going recall. to see Jordan Poirier. I believe he's the one. As a Brown or as a Bill? What do you think? He was a Bill. 2018 he was a Bill. Bill. Okay. Yeah, was, he
4: was,
3: Jamie, what do you got?
2: I don't know. I like Jason's guy just in general. I'm gonna go Xavier Howard. Okay.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go Xavier Howard after really? I heard that information. Okay, remember Jason. You've got
3: Eddie Jackson the twice yeah, a there's, year. there's twice. I try yeah, to serve that right? up to him. The answer is what do we got? I, it's Eddie Jackson oh, gosh. guys. It was oh. Eddie Jackson, it was right there. Week 15 <laughs> against the Bears. Eddie yep. Jackson in the end zone. Oh. Makes the pick off the deflection. It was in Jimmy Graham's hands. It bounces off. Fourth quarter. Roger Streak and but listen, here's why it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. This is why we bring it up in this Munich thing. That streak could be broken this weekend. As of right now, Tom Brady mm. has thrown 373 passes without oh an INT. God. If he completes 29 throws on Sunday, he will break Aaron Rodgers' 402 402- Pass streak, Brady. We just jinxed. We just yeah, jinxed hell of it. a game. We jinxed it. Or yeah, is it? We'll like a- the Tariq Woolen show, and he's like, I did it. I'm Eddie Jackson. Been
2: watching
6: the game, whenever they start to talk about, oh, so he hasn't missed a free the throw no in 400. Yeah. Next thing you know, he doing some free throw. We just, Brady's going to it. Steph Curry actually there. yelled
3: at the ref and was like, Why are the broadcasters?
6: The broadcaster. so why are you talking about this? Uh, yeah. right.
3: Last eight Super Bowls, guys, the team who won the coin toss has ended up actually losing the game. It's very quirky. Mm. It's weird. So do some math in your head. Who is the last team to win the opening coin toss? And win the Super Bowl. What's oh, <laughs> it? God. A. What? The Giants. <laughs> B. The Seahawks, guys. They're here. C. The Ravens.
2: So the last eight teams won the coin toss, lost the Super Bowl.
6: Yep. The last eight.
2: Who won the coin toss? The.
6: I, uh, for me right here, I, I have no idea. I'm just going to. Do some math. It's 2022. So just. you know. I'm
4: going to yeah. go Ravens. I'm going Ravens because I feel like that was the Joe Flacco Super Bowl.
6: Come on, we're in music. I'm not going Ravens just because they. Who's went, playing in this I'm go, game? I'm going Seahawks just because.
3: Yeah. yeah, the going producers Seahawks. always have an angle, guys. Oh. of course it's answer B. The Seahawks
4: oh! are playing in this game.
3: Super Bowl so 48. <laughs> I'm so bad at trivia. Okay, guys. since Super Bowl one, the coin toss has landed on tails 30 times and it has landed on heads 26 times. In that case, it was tails, Seahawks, they went on and won, and uh, Sherman and Russell Wilson were embracing. It was lovely. Um, Next up, (laughs) Bruce Matthews is tied for the most consecutive Pro Bowl selections. He did it with 14 straight. All right, he's tied for it. Which player is tied with Bruce Matthews for the most consecutive Pro Bowl nominations or selections? Uh. Merlin Olsen, old LA Ram, Anthony Munoz, Cincinnati Bengals, Reggie White, Eagle, and Packer Legend. Jason, we'll start with you.
6: I am going to go. He spoke to our team when I was in college. And because of that, and his name is on here, I'm going with B, Anthony mm. Munoz.
4: <laughs>
2: OK. Uh, I'm just going to follow Jason, because he's winning this game right now. I'll go with B, smart, Anthony smart Munoz. Move. Yeah.
4: Munoz? No, you answer. guys are wrong. Yeah. make 14 Pro Bowls. And I think Merlin Olsen did. So Merlin, Merlin Olsen played a. forever. A, Mer- Merlin Olson. Merlin Olsen played forever. I don't know the answer yet. The
3: answer is A, Merlin oh, Olsen. Olsen. Yes! Finally got him. I'm him to go Defensive tackle. Fearsome foursome right up front. This guy, every season, from 62 to 75, the only season he didn't make the Pro Bowl was his last season. Oh, goodness. goodness. We do the way to play on on Good Morning Football. Like, here he's healthy and safety. No, no, no. Merlin Olsen played in a different era and a different time. Deacon Jones, Merlin Olsen, Mm. Fred Dreyer, those Rams teams were awesome. And Merlin Olsen went to 13 straight Pro Bowls. That's
2: Mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. Typically on a Friday, we put on our stun of shades and we put our favorite teams, coaches, players, whoever, fan bases in the spotlight. But today we are going to go Sunday brought light. Indeed, here's the twist. Yeah. Somebody has to go for their Sunday brat light. The first person to finish their brat by the end is the winner. Okay, oh, so you wow. got to finish. So you got to eat. You got to eat, as somebody else. You have to eat as somebody else is serving up their Sunday brat light. Okay. And then once it's your turn, you got to stop eating, deliver your Sunday brat light. That's when you fall behind in the oh, race. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I just said, <laughs> and I go. A I might throw a, I might throw a curveball, and you goes do You're your thing. This was the curveball. This is curveball. Peter, you go first.
3: So I do I eat the sausage while I talk is okay you go all right I'm gonna nice take my time then here why don't you dig in I'm going with Nick Chubb all right I know that this is a Seahawks and Buccaneers I'm going with Cleveland Brown Nick Chubb he's throwing the Cleveland Browns on his back he leads the league in rushing he's still the best player on that team right now and they have a chance to get a win against the Miami Dolphins and suddenly be four and five and right back in it I got two former Cleveland Browns with me Joe Thomas and Jason McCourty and I think this guy right here might end up being a legend like you I think Nick Chubb is having a fantastic season we're not talking. about him. And if he throws his team on his back at home against the Dolphins, we have a chance to be talking about the Browns maybe in a little bit December and January. I'm done. I want to eat the sausage. What do we got next?
6: Yeah, you, you mentioned he may be a legend, Cleveland Brown. He's a legend, Cleveland Brown. I am not a legend, Cleveland Brown. I, I don't really on, talk about the 2017 uh, season. But anyway, I am giving my light to. I know we have we have Raiders fans here. Raiders fans. No, there's there's not many Raiders fans right now. And that's why I'm going with Josh McDaniels. I'm a believer in McDaniels. You're the one. With with him in New New England. I think he can get it done. They're going against the Colts. The Colts have a lot going on this week. Jeff Saturday now named the interim head coach. Josh McDaniels, the moment is now. I'm giving you your pep talk. Get in there. Get the guys fired up. Draw the offensive plays you need to. get Josh Jacobs the ball, Devontae Adams the ball. This is the week to turn things around. Get that third win on the board. Josh McDaniel, let's go
4: get it done. Cleveland Browns, we're gonna stay. They're playing the Dolphins this week. They're getting their man, Denzel Ward. The Warden's coming back, and they're gonna need him. I don't know if you guys have heard of these guys. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they're pretty good. Nine weeks in the NFL, they almost have 2,000 yards receiving together. So the Browns are going to need their all-pro cornerback who's coming back from a concussion after a few weeks on the bench. Yep. And he's going to be at his best. And he's going to be the linchpin to the victory down in Miami to be able to shut down that potent passing attack for the Dolphins. As Robbers is spitting all over the camera and all over my co-hosts, I've never been happier on Dolphins. <laughs> 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 Jamie, gonna, take I it away. I'm going to
2: competition so I'm badly. I'm I am not going. I'm going to talk. I know. Oh, I'm dog. I need this. Okay, I'll go fast. I'm gonna have two brought lights. Production crew work with me here. Kevin O'Connell, Sean McDermott. I'm so fired up for this Vikings and Bills game. I'm bummed Josh Allen is potentially hurt, but like this game, I'm so excited to see these two teams come into their own. Peter highlighted it this week. The Super Bowl history or lack thereof between these two organizations is something to worth fighting for. This is a spectacular matchup. I can't wait. Mark, good morning, football coming your way. Right. Right. This is incredible. More, more, more football coming
8: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good
2: morning, football. So Sunday's game in Munich against Seahawks, it opens the door for Brady and the Buccaneers to take control of this division, potentially. Between those two teams squaring off at Allianz Arena on Sunday, this game is wrought with Mm storylines. It's really cool for a lot of reasons. The Seahawks are surprising in their starts. Tom Brady rallying in the second half of this last uh, game, but also potentially second half of this season. What do you want a page turn about on this one?
6: I think for me, when you look at it, like you just said, it's two great stories. There's a lot going on in Tampa. Obviously, Seattle overcoming expectations. But when you talk about the NFL and the definition of it, I went on Google last time when I saw this question. I just typed in NFL player. Just wanted to see what was the first wow. image that popped up. And as you would assume, it was a picture of Thomas Brady, the good-looking 45-year-old that has been the cover of the NFL for so many years. He is the guy. He's been the storyline since March when he decided to retire. Then it was 11 days off in training camp. Then it was offensive linemen yelling at them. Then it was crafts wedding. No matter what Brady does, personal life on the field, it is always the storyline that we want to talk about. So coming into this game in Germany, the first international game here in Munich, Germany, Tom Brady is the storyline. We watch as the team gets off the plane and they come and they enter the country. And what is the image that we all go to? Tom Brady. Waving to everybody. Coming off in his Brady gear in the whole nine. And to me, you cannot look any further. Yes, the Seahawks have been a great storyline. Overcoming expectation. Russell Wilson leads. Pete Carroll. Geno Smith. Blah, blah, blah. Tom Brady is always going to be
4: the draw as long as he decides to get under center and play football. Mm. Yeah, Tom Brady comeback story. Just what I need after playing 11 years in the NFL (laughs) and having Tom Brady beat me just about every year. I want more Tom Brady in my life. Of course I don't. I want more Geno Smith. Let's go. What's better in the NFL than a comeback story from a guy that you you don't really know yep. about and you've already kind of in your mind put him in that little box as a backup quarterback that's who Geno Smith was coming into the season we thought the Seahawks were just messing with us we almost said they were maybe tanking the season because they weren't interested in trading for any of these quarterbacks after they unloaded Russell Wilson but Pete Carroll and John Schneider they kept telling us no no We really like this team. We really believe in this team. We're getting back to what makes Pete Carroll football tick, and that is all three phases. Good on defense, good on special teams, good on offense. Be tough on defense, not too exotic. Be tough on offense running the football. Don't turn it over. And that's who the team has become, and it seems like there is pure joy in the Seahawks locker room. Talk about that part. You're hearing it from Pete Carroll from the top down, and I think that was one of the things that has come back in Seattle since the Russell Wilson stuff left when he was traded is they don't have to talk about Russell Wilson anymore. They don't have to talk about that dynamic of let Russ cook. What's the locker room like? How much do they like him? And so for the Seahawks, that joy has allowed them to play freely. And it's fun watching Geno Smith be able to be in that conversation for MVP. Mm. Can
2: I just jump on the Geno Smith man. Go right? for it. Can I just? He was on the Rich Eisen show a couple weeks ago, in which Rich asked him about being considered a comeback player, and he said, "I don't, I don't want that to be my story." I thought it was an incredible answer. He doesn't want to be defined that way because he sees himself as somebody who is just arriving. It was not like he was here dipped down. This has just been his ascent into this period in his life, which I thought was really, really incredible. But Geno Smith has been really good, and I think this offense and Pete Carroll, who is a coach who allows these players to be themselves, to feel comfortable. And Geno Smith, you know, you could argue, oh, any quarterback could fit well into that system. No, 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 no. Geno Smith had to grow. His, his game had to develop to become a guy that is Look leading. Doubles. Look at these numbers. 32 Smith, years old. 32 years old, a handful of teams. He has been down and out, but he doesn't want to be considered the comeback story. This is just in Geno Smith's mind who he has always been, who he's always supposed to become.
4: The one number that's not on there that may be the most impressive is he leads the NFL with games over 100 completion, or excuse me, over 100 quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. think about the, All the season that right. Josh Allen's having and Patrick Mahomes and Tua Tunga-Vailoa's having. He leads the NFL in games with more than 100 quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. That says a lot about this team and how much fun that is having and the confidence he has in himself. I,
3: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Seattle also. And to me, I look at the league from a different vantage point sometimes, team building, team roster construction, coach hiring, Jim. Mm. It would have been very easy for Pete Carroll in his 70s to be like, you know what? Russ is gone, Bobby Wagner's gone, KJ Wright's gone, peace, it's time. Or John Schneider to say, I'm gonna explore another opportunity. They were so 10 toes down on this version of this team and this franchise that they signed extensions and they're like, there will be no rebuilding time in Seattle. They won't even use the word. They won't even use the word because they believed in it. And I look at this draft class that they brought in back in April. And gosh, this isn't luck. This is a great front office who found this in the draft. If you're a team of a moribund franchise, you're like, we always miss on the draft. You should be angry because the Seahawks come in in the one year they have a top ten pick. They nailed a left tackle. Second round pick. He might be the best rookie in the league. Their third round pick starts at tackle. I started every game at tackle. Unheard of for two starting tackles every game. Kobe Bryant four forced fumbles leads the NFL. Four interceptions from Tariq Quan. We don't even have Boye Mafe on this screen who makes plays every week and starts as a pass rusher. Those two guys right there. Those two guys right there they believed they look at that uniform they look at that franchise they say we don't have down years we can keep these things afloat and i you know yesterday the seahawks got here i got a chance jason you came with me met up with john schneider for a drink he's having a beer he's enjoying his time in munich but the steely confidence that john schneider had it wasn't a weird comeback this is some surprise like we told you guys we believed in this team
6: i have a question for you on that because you you know john schneider you know pete carroll you know a lot of these guys You honestly believe in training camp. They're watching this team, and they were like, yeah, we're exactly where we want to be. Like, we're competing for the division, and we feel great about this. No, but they had
3: faith in the people in the building, and they had faith in the rookie class. I think, is it a pleasant surprise? That faith, and we're going to have six rookie Do I think they thought they would be leading the NFC West? Probably not, but you know what? They weren't he saying this is a rebuilding year. and We're looking for a quarterback next year. They were believing in this. And my last point, Joe, to what you said, the Russell Wilson things, whatever, if you want to say it was Russ's fault or it was the team's fault, it wasn't working. It was toxic. You remove Russ. You bring in Shelby Harris, a leader. You bring in Noah Fant, a contributor. You bring in Drew Locke, who they all love. All those pictures you're seeing online of all them guys bowling this week when they got here, yep. it's for Drew Locke's birthday because they love Drew Locke. It's a happy workplace environment. It's a great culture. And they've had success in the past, but these two who have been heading it up, Pete and John, they're like, there's no reason we can't keep this going with some fresh blood. Absolutely. And that's exactly done. That it's maybe the story of the season. Forget this game. I love the Seahawks team.
2: Oh, I love it. What a good setup for this game coming this Sunday when the NFL makes its debut in Germany live on NFL Network. It's, as we mentioned, Tom Brady. Can't talk about Buccaneers without Brady. And then it's Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football live from Munich, November 13th, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Your kickoff coverage all day only on... NFL Network, plus you can stream it on NFL Plus. Aaron Rodgers, he's had some hard days recently. The Packers, can they defend their home turf against Dak and the Cowboys? Mike McCarthy is a head coach now in Dallas. The relationship there, questionable. Uh, Or is there going to be mayhem in Green Bay? Honestly, the Packers probably hope so.
3: Yeah, plus we're going to get the most out of our time in Munich, and we're going to get the most out of the man who helped make this happen. Roger Goodell is stopping by. He's going to be live on the set. And we are so excited to ask him questions about this amazing experience here in Germany.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring